Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Alex and Jason back again for the Fantasy Football Sackos. Alex, I have to say, we uh, we started this call to uh, record this podcast and I wasn't sure who answered on the other line because I don't know what this is. I don't know who got a hold of you. But this is a different haircut. You got a little goatee going on. What what's going on? So I worked 80 hours last week uh-huh. and I'm going on vacation uh, tomorrow by the time this drops. So I will be in sunny Florida on Wednesday and I didn't want to have to worry about uh, my anything on my face growing into my mouth and I didn't want my hair to go. Two more weeks without being cut. So off it came, off that goes, and here I am. Not a goatee, it's just like stubble everywhere. Um, but the the goatee part usually comes in first, uh, a, a little bit brighter with the, the reddish hue that I have. So th- there we are. Uh, so yeah, I'm Alex. Nice to see you. I think I look okay. You look um, handsome. Thank you. We're on week seven already, and I feel like this was one of the lower scoring weeks that I can remember in fantasy. Just a crap week for all fantasy teams. Except like I went four and oh, and my wife won too. It almost felt like a regression to the mean week a little bit like Juju Smith Schuster went off. Russ looked okay. You have like random Dion Jackson sightings. It's just a... Like Michael Pittman Jr. looked really good with all the, what do you have, like 12 catches or something like that? Jamar Just Chase a, got right. Mm, return to the Bayou. So it, it kind of felt like some guys got right and a bunch of people that might have been overperforming a little bit fell off. And then you throw in a couple bye weeks and people having Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry on the same team. So they're just, they have to start a bunch of nobodies. Just uh, welcome to bye week hell. And guess what? We have great news for you. There's nobody to go pick up of any value <laughs> again. So we go back a couple weeks when Jason was on hiatus and I told you there's nobody to spend any fab on. And I think you fall into the same bucket again this week, honestly. Well, I think it, I think it is going to end up being uh, like more of go pick up the guys that we told you to pick up last week. They still need to be picked up. Like, like Alec Pierce is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, you know, on ESPN, his rostered percentage is up close to 17%. He's now gone into double digits scoring three weeks in a row, had seven targets, uh, double digits, uh, seven targets, three weeks or well, not three weeks in a row, but seven targets this week scored his first, NFL touchdown finished with 12 and a half points and half PPR. I think he's a nice stash for me. He has the Titans at Tennessee uh, in week seven, but just, just a guy I like. And Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan for the first time this year, Wild. at least a little bit. Yeah. Well, who knows? Welcome back. All you have to do is take Jonathan Taylor out of that offense and it just, you know, they figured in, it out. Put in Deion Jackson. Right. So speaking of Deion Jackson, owned in 32.8% of leagues, most of the people went and picked him up on Saturday after Jonathan Taylor was announced that he was going to be out. 
I don't think I'd spend any fab on him. I think everybody's expecting Jonathan Taylor to come back, but he's clearly the backup and bench stash. I know Naheem Hines was out as well. He looks so good out of the backfield. It's almost hard to imagine them just giving him nothing on a go forward basis. though. I would spend less than like 10. Fab. You shouldn't spend, you shouldn't spend any fab on it. But, but the thing with soft tissue injuries is they're easily aggravatable. And what if they give him another week off? Then you're just going to be pissed that you lost out. So I would spend a yeah, few. Yeah, but he bucks. was pract- He was practicing though, limited, and then he, and then he unlimited, and then he Mr. just didn't unlimited. play. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very, Mr. Unlimited's very limited. Very limited. Uh, They're limited to field goals only. Uh, maybe a dude that shouldn't have been playing yet this season, but has, and then left the game with knee tightness. J.K. Dobbins unleashed Kenyon Drake. Unleashed. Two runs of 30 yards and I think another third run of 21 yards. uh, Scored a touchdown. Looks like the real deal. Honestly, probably his best game as a pro. Are you running out there for Kenyon Drake? uh, So, I personally am very conflicted on this because... The, the return of the Gus bus is coming. It is imminent. Yeah. And, and I know he was hurt. But he's taken his time coming back, apparently, unlike J.K. Dobbins did. And Dobbins knee locked up on him. Wasn't feeling the turf. Drake comes in. Drops a 20 spot on everybody this week. And Gus bus is coming. So is it's probably going to end up being somewhat of a three-headed backfield. Um, I that that's not fun, and Lamar Jackson's still the best running back there. I guess you could spend a little bit on Drake. I don't think you need to spend anything on Gus. Uh, Gus is only owned in five point one percent of leagues. Kenyon Drake's owned in three point two percent of leagues. I guess if you're looking at anybody, it's probably Drake is spending fab on, uh, but I, I wouldn't do more than more than five. Yeah. How do you feel about J.K. Dobbins rest of the season? I think that's what the answer is. He's averaging about three and a half yards a carry um, on the season it's, so it, far. It's not there. It's. I, honestly, it, ha- it hasn't looked good. He looks like Saquon did last year. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. He looks like Saquon did last year. It's it's year one ACL. He's like trying to figure out how to be explosive again, and he just isn't. Yeah. And then you go and you play in the New York turf, and it just, that's where everybody fucks up their knees anyway. Um, yeah. Honestly. And then you have seven rushes for 15 yards. Oh, no. So I, I wouldn't my, be surprised if JK misses. Don't you think you wouldn't be surprised if JK misses some time? Just to like try to try to give him a couple weeks off to like get going again, especially if Gus is coming back and, and they're going to activate him. It wouldn't be all that surprising. But it, this kind of goes back to a little bit to the preseason, right? Where there were rumors flying around that he wasn't going to be ready to start the season. He's like, I'll be fine. I'll be ready. And then he missed the Dude first two an, weeks. He had an active limp and just gave no shits and just yeah. started anyways. 
Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, their schedule has not been uh, super kind to to running backs either. In the games no. he's played at New England, Buffalo, Cincinnati, at the Giants, the next three aren't exactly cakewalks either. Cleveland at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, and then a bye week. So it's it's not pretty. So with their bye week being in week 10, I'm not saying they should shut down Dobbins for the next three weeks, but it wouldn't be surprising to see them kind of ease him back in, especially if Gus is back and Drake is, is doing anything. Somebody else that I think we should talk about shifting gears has to be la 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 Latavius. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week and signed by the Broncos after having a good game for the saints. And there was kind of some rumors before the game tonight that the Broncos kind of wanted to, or they were excited. And here we are Latavius Murray leading the Denver Broncos backfield in his first week on the team, 11 carries 54 yards as we're recording this. Uh, the chargers are driving on the field for a, end of game field goal but Melvin Gordon three carries for eight yards Boone one carry one yard and one cat like oh god here we are in pure running back by committee hell just like we called last week wherever Latavius goes it is RBBC I want no part of whoever the starting running back is or the backup running back for the Denver Broncos. Uh, so, so are you just going to say, I, if I have Boone, you're dropping him. If you yes. have Melvin Gordon, are you dropping him? I would consider it after tonight's just, performance. Just let, just let somebody they, else deal with it. They signed Lat Murray off of the streets, basically. And uh, he, the street, the streets of London, actually. And, and, he walks in and is immediately the starter over Melvin Gordon. Like, yeah, you could probably drop Melvin. Probably. And also like just thinking about it, the Los Angeles chargers are giving up the most fantasy points per game to the running back position across the entire NFL. Okay. They are last in the league in terms of points given up to running backs and where are we at Lat Murray, Lat Murray right now with five and a half points. Like, like, do, yeah, do you know, no, no receiving out of the backfield at all? At least not yet. Yeah. Well, like even if you land Lat Murray in waivers, you're going to roll him out there against the jets next week. No, Everybody saw what the jets not. did to the freaking Packers. The Packers could not run the ball against the jets. It was beautiful, wasn't it? It was. It was frustrating because I have Aaron Jones, but it's still beautiful. Um, I, I, I agree with you. And again, I think it's a zero add as a bench stash. Just to, just to have lat. And I would like, I, it's really hard to drop Melvin. And maybe give it another week to play out and, and no. see if it's. Well, just with bye week stuff going on. I mean, there's a ton of teams on bye. That's the only <laughs> reason. That that you might get stuck. Bye week's the with. only reason. Right. So I, I would give it another week to play out if you're a Melvin or, owner. Um, and I mean, you think back to two, three weeks ago, Javante tears his knee up. You're a Melvin owner and you're saying, oh man, I just hit the jackpot. And then 
you have the worst team against running backs Monday Night Football, and he gives you less than a point. That is brutal stuff. That's that is brutal, brutal stuff. But I like. I would rather have. I would rather have Kenyon Drake than Lat Murray. I would rather have Kenyon Drake than Melvin. I would rather have. I would drop those two guys to pick up Kenyon Drake. I think at this point, or even Alec Pierce. Yeah. Uh, all right. Other. I, I don't think there's any other running backs to to chat about. A uh, couple other wide receivers. I think it's pretty much everybody we mentioned last week. Rondale Moore uh, is owned in forty six point five percent of ESPN leagues. He had a decent showing this week, and but here comes Hopkins back off of his six game suspension, and out goes. Hollywood Brown, uh, who looks like he's going to be out for at least a while here. It looks like they're putting him on IR for a foot injury. So I would expect Rondale Moore to continue to be fantasy relevant given those injuries, uh, along with Zach Ertz, who uh, is a top six tight end, just like we kind of called to start the season. It, he's been remarkably consistent. I was looking earlier. I think he had four catches. Uh, before this week for like 45, 47, and 48 yards and then popped off for 7 for 70 this week. Really, really consistent in that offense. Um, And so I think everybody's value basically stays exactly the same. You take Hopkins, you drop him in the Hollywood Brown slot, and that team doesn't really change all that much, even with the addition of Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, Zach Ertz last season was a top five tight end while D-Hop was out. He comes in this season and is tight end six with D hop out to start the year. I mean, double digit points in four out of six weeks so far. Just say double digis. You'll feel better. Just say it. Double it's digis fun. for. Yeah, you'll like it. Four out of you'll six like weeks. Um, really excited to have D Andre Hopkins back in that offense though. Um, I, at least, we, at least we think so. Th- that offense has been, yeah. Pass. Well, it's, they've, <laughs> they've thrown so many passes. They've thrown more passes than any other team. Like, Just the volume's going to be there, especially with Marquise Brown out. Um, one final running back that I do want to highlight is Brian mm. Robinson. He is right at that 50% threshold. Immediately came in as the running back one in that uh, commander's offense against the Bears on Thursday night football. Only That's had, a great point. Only had 60 rushing yards, uh, did have a touchdown, however, on 17 rushing attempts. Um, he played about half the snaps. Gibson played about 28%, 30% of the snaps. Um, really, at Mc- this point... McKissick took the rest. But now, yeah. with Wentz, with Wentz is out four to six weeks. Oof. So you have Tyler Heineke. Um, and... I guess that means they're probably going to run the ball a little bit more. I would hope that he's Brian Robinson. That is pronouns. Pal is on every single roster that that's been listening to us. If he's not uh, picked up, I think he could easily spend 20 to 30 to 40% of your fab on him. Cause I don't think he's going anywhere. They the coaching staff clearly prefers him, even though Gibson's still electric. At least I think he is when he comes in the game, you can, you can just tell how explosive he is, but they seem to have a thing for, for, uh, for Robinson. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think you could, you can and should spend at least 25% of your budget on him. If, if he's available and you're listening to this. 
Uh, a couple other running backs. Deonta Foreman is potentially the starter for the Carolina Panthers. Ugh. Should they actually end up trading Christian McCaffrey, which is... Nobody's going to take that contract. Why? I mean, he's the best running back in the league, on a, especially on a good team. That's a big running back contract. It is a big running back contra- uh, contract. Um, also, Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier are maybe worth a stash. Uh, I still like Rashad White behind uh, Lenny. Um, Cam Akers evidently has completely played <laughs> his last snap and will be traded or let go uh, by Wait, the he fell LA asleep Rams. in the meeting room. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? It's yeah, he fell asleep at the wheel. Um, but it sounds like Daryl Henderson is now the lead back with, with, I, I, I don't know. Kyron Williams. <laughs> yeah. God, what is going on? It's a weird year, man, but it really Darryl is. Henderson, yeah, I, wish I, I totally regret dropping him, but it is what it is. Rostered in a nice 69.0% of ESPN leagues. Very nice. He's he's probably another guy that you can and should spend some fab on if he's available. I would say 20%. Um, if if you he had 12 carries, 43 yards, touchdown. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's had catches uh, and, and they've been checking down to him even when Akers was around. So yeah, definitely... Definitely people available, depending on how active your league is. Um, as far as receivers go, we already talked about Alex or Alec Pierce, who's who I am currently stashing. Um, outside of that, the I old mean, rookie wide receiver cheat, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, somebody that's not a rookie, though. How do you feel about Michael Gallup potentially being able to turn the season around when Dak comes back? Gallup's rostered in about half a leagues right now. Yeah, 50.7% of leagues. Uh, we mentioned him last week. We've been mentioning him most of the season, actually. I've always felt like when Gallup was active and Dak was playing, that he preferred throwing to Gallup more than throwing to Lamb or Amari Cooper when, when they were on the team. For mm-hmm. a wide receiver three, he seemed like he would get a, a decent amount of targets. I love it. I Honestly... You know, he he had that touchdown uh, his first week back or at least last week he had a touchdown. I don't know if it was the first week back or not. This week, the Eagles were kind of smothering everybody. He had a couple nice catches. I think the talent's there. They gave him a, a huge contract during the offseason from an extension standpoint. And they're going to throw the ball more when Dak is back. So it would not surprise me for him to be at least a flexible wide receiver the rest of the way once Dak is back this week. Uh, my next favorite wide receiver ad, again, the rookie, the rookie wide receiver stash, Wandale Robinson. Um, he tweaked. He had an MCL sprain in week one. He played in only 15 snaps uh, and ran only 11 routes. Uh, this week on uh, yesterday against the Ravens, um, 15 snaps, ran 11 routes, did have four targets on just 11 routes, ran uh, for caught three balls for 37 yards and a score potentially becomes a larger part of that offense moving forward. Somebody has to catch the ball for the Giants. They're going to be in a lot of <laughs> positive play scripts, right? Like 
It's not going to, I don't think Darius Slayton is the answer. Anybody else that they throw out there or Galladay or Kadarius, they, Tony, they are not, or well, Tony's on the trading block. I think they've been trying to trade him since they drafted him. <laughs> I, I trust their coaching staff. I kind of sneakily liked the giants in the preseason. We, we kind of both did. Mm hmm. Daniel Jones was kind of the limiting factor. Like, what did the Giants do if they go? I don't know. Let's say eleven and six, make the playoffs. They're gonna that would be insane. They're gonna get rid of Daniel. They're five and one. I know. Like what? They (laughs) can't lose. They've they've beaten Tennessee, Carolina. They lost to Dallas, right? And then beat the Bears, Packers, and the Ravens. It, like the Ravens where, are the only above 500 team in that group. Maybe the Packers. Yeah, but... Uh, it's and 2022. Then three scrubs. Yeah, but at Jacksonville, at Seattle, those are both winnable games. They could go into the bye 7-1. and one. And then they play Houston, Detroit. Like, it's... It's entirely feasible that that you're sitting here, you're getting ready to go to Thanksgiving, and the freaking Giants are nine and one. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? Also, just real quick, do you remember last week when we were still crapping on the Falcons because that's really what you like to do? Yeah. We're like, yeah, they're not they're not going to win any of the next three games, and then they beat the 49ers. So, ah, <sighs> man. You what love is, to see it. What is life? Uh, you're not picking up Robbie Anderson with the trade to the Cardinals, right? 29% owned? Uh, uh, wow, I'm, you're thinking about this longer than I thought you would. Well, I mean, Marquise Brown is rumored to be out for the rest of the season. No, he, no, it's like four to six weeks. Four to six? How confident? Yeah. All right, I don't know. Because what I'm reading says potentially the rest of the season. So Yeah, that, that got refined. So it's, okay. it's like four to six weeks. They're putting him on the IR spot. So he's coming back. Then probably not. No, I would be fine with Rondale, who is probably still out there in most leagues. Correct. Or okay. Greg Dorch. Oh, the human Dorch. Um, <laughs> all right. A couple other people. Yeah. Uh, Rondale Moore is uh, rostered in, in about half of leagues. So he should be out there. What about Jahan Dotson? Uh, double digis in three out of the first. Love it. I do. I love it. Three uh, double digit points in three out of the first <laughs> four weeks. Then. Uh, got injured, missed time. Obviously, you got Wentz out with the backup. I think Dotson could be a decent play. It's kind of like it's. I, it's like I, I'm taking all these dudes, and I'm just picking the one that has the best matchup, and that's the dart throw yeah. because they should all be available. You know what? Anything can happen. Who am I to say? Yeah. But how Heineke comes in, if anything, it's going to help McLaurin, right? Yeah, right. With, with Heineke back. Yeah. But going back to Marquise Brown, this does not set up any better for DeAndre to come back and just light the world on fire. It's true. Oh, I'm pumped. 
Yeah, I'm disappointed I only have him in one league, but uh, it'll be it'll be good. All right, uh, a couple other things are honorary or are customary, or I have to mention Deshaun Watson's owned in 14.4 percent of leagues. It's week seven, Jason. When are you rostering Deshaun Watson? It's creeping up by like one, two percent every week. Still got a ways to go. Uh, you you like your bench spots and being able to add and drop people freely. Uh, and I know you absolutely hate having to hold on to Deshaun Watson. But if you're in quarterback hell, you you just held on to, to Hopkins for six weeks. Can you hold on to Watson for six weeks? If I have a top six quarterback, I will not pick him up regardless. Okay, okay so you're saying Hurts? Hurts, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Lamar. Uh, Lamar. So that's four. Who else would I? Pro- I mean. Uh, <laughs> Dak? Like mm. I want, the quarterback position has not been very good. Like I, I don't know what else to say. Kyler. I would all right, if I had one of those five, I would not pick him up. And probably also Herbert. And pr- I mean, like how much Dude, Herbert's Herbert's been rough. Well, I mean, he's at least for where, where where expectations are. Joe he's quarterback, nine, quarterback he, he's He's half the points that Josh Allen does. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen is just a freaking beast. Um, like if, if, I, if you have Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, then Wentz, you're hurting anyways. And yes, you would pick him up. Mariota, Goff, Tom Brady. Yes. So Although, it, yeah, it's going to be hard. Tom started the whole first, like the first few games. He didn't have like Julio got hurt. Mike Evans was suspended. Didn't, didn't have Godwin for a stretch. Had everybody against Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh. So he went 25 of 40. I don't know. He's getting divorced. Maybe, maybe he's not it the rest of the season. If you have Russ, certainly. Hey, that you're exactly right. You should absolutely go pick up Watson if you have Russ. Uh, any anything else that you want to talk about? I, I guess so. I, I mentioned defenses last week, and you. I'm going to re-mention the Patriots defense again here. Uh, they had another strong showing. They've actually been really, really good the last three weeks, even facing some pretty good. Uh, I, I think the Browns have given up the fewest of points to opposing defenses from a fantasy perspective and the Patriots clamped them down. And now all of a sudden the Patriots are facing our Chicago bears this week. Ooh, yummy. Justin Fields, uh, might become one with the turf in, uh, in that game. You should absolutely go pick up the Patriots defense. I actually think you should spend some fab on them. Because they could win you a week this week. They're rostering 22.5% of ESPN leagues. Uh, I would consider going up to 6 or $7 from a free agent budget. Because I think that defense is good enough. 
They have Chicago Jets, Indy Jets, uh, their next four games. Uh, if I had to pick a defense, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Are they available, um, though? They shouldn't be available. Uh, roster in two-thirds of leagues. So they're avail- where they're available, I think they should be rostered in every league. I actually held them through their matchup with Philly, and they did better than the Bengals' defense, who I ended up starting anyways um, against New Orleans with, with backups. So that was, that was tough. Um, but the Cowboys... What three of their final four matchups are against Houston, Jacksonville, and Tennessee, and five of their last six matchups are the Giants, the Colts, Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Uh, there is Philly in Week 16 that looms, who they put up four fantasy yeah, they, points, but they yeah, have, but they might have the division locked up by then anyway, right? So yeah, but they also have Detroit and Chicago in the next two weeks, and I think that that's going to be tasty for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons is very good at football. Micah Parsons is very good. That uh, defensive line is outstanding. Analysis. Hashtag analysis. Uh, Jason, would you like to explain to the listeners your? Uh, your Bachelor in Paradise game that you're playing uh, that you took a picture of. It looks like that's the most uh, tracking I think I've ever seen you done from a research perspective uh, in the three years we've been doing a fantasy football podcast together. So uh, I am between living situations right now and I am lucky enough to be spending it with some close friends and uh, they enjoy bachelor in paradise my wife also enjoys bachelor in paradise so we (laughs) now track and you act like you also don't enjoy oh it's 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 guilty pleasure television there's no if answer buts about it it's fantastic uh but we track people when they come into (laughs) paradise when they leave paradise we track uh fights uh kisses they're they're showing that in depth isn't that on abc yeah. And they're going in and out of paradise that often and they're yeah, able to show that on television. Oh, dude, it's ruthless. If you so the guys give the girls the roses one week and then the next week the girls give the guys the roses and there's always an uneven number so some people are constantly having to go home and then they bring in a whole new wave of contestants for the next week to come in and break up all of these existing little relationships and everything is superficial and everybody just makes out on camera and there's just a whole lot of crying and like people dating two people at the same time. It's very guilty pleasure television. It's fantastic. Is there is like is the Coldplay Paradise song just going the para, entire time for para, Paradise? That's that's just the full hour every every week. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it should be. It should be. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that 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 that's a thing for you. Yeah. Uh, c- if, congratulations to to all the accountants out there for getting through the October 17th tax filing deadline and working those hours. I hope uh, you enjoy your vacations now. Yeah, and if you were going to go out there and pick up a kicker, I would recommend Jason Myers. One he is rostered in only about a third of leagues, has double digit wow, we're back to fantasy, fantasy oh, points yeah. in each of the last four weeks. 
with Geno Smith has just been booting the shit out of the ball. Uh, has has the uh, Chargers, Giants, Cardinals, and Bucks coming up. I imagine a lot of premature drives or drives ending prematurely uh, with Jason Myers, uh, you know, taking it to the shed and finishing yeah, uh, those drives. And also is also a Jason, which I'm a huge fan of personally. Daniel Carlson uh, was on a bye this week. He was the number one kicker uh, through five weeks. Uh, so check your leagues to see if he was dropped. Uh, still rostering 82% of leagues, uh, but still worth a shot. Uh, and then I believe that this is correct, but Brandon McManus, who I was high on at the beginning of the year, he's rostered in 78% of leagues. Uh, the Broncos have attempted the most field goals in football and Russ is moving the ball, but they're not scoring. So Brandon McManus would be the other kicker. Again, both of them are pretty heavily owned, but uh, always worth a mention. That was fun. We even got to talk kickers. This game is probably one of the worst games I've ever watched. Well, anytime there's a 16-16, two touchdowns, six field goals. Uh, I mean, I, I looked directly at the over-under of three and a half field goals, and it was like plus money to take the over, and I just don't have any money in my account because I've, I've lost it all. But otherwise, <laughs> I would have bet on it. You know the, the meme about... Uh, I don't even know. It's the SpongeBob meme where the things like holding SpongeBob's eyes open and making him watch something. That's what I feel like these prime it's like time, every prime. Yeah, it's like yeah. every primetime game. These primetime games. It's like we're being forced to watch just the most awful football, especially on well, Thursday nights. Get excited to watch Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals who have been losing at halftime of every game that they've uh, played so far this year on Thursday night against Andy Dalton and the Saints. Sands, Michael Thomas again, it looks like. Like, it, he's been, he started out and looked so great and then he's just been hurt. And so that's a, that'll be another game where it'll just, you must keep watching because it's football and you want to watch it. And I should have traded him after that first week. Yeah, you, uh, you offered me uh, what Waller and Michael Thomas for Jacoby Myers and Dalton Schultz. And I said, no, no, no. And Thomas or Schultz didn't even play. It's true. You want to do it now? Now that Waller's off his bye. I think about it. Do you want to do it now? I'd consider it. Okay. Well, we'll talk offline. Look forward to it. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your support. It's week seven. Best of luck the rest of the way. You can follow us all on social media. Uh, Jason's at Jason Shellcross on Twitter. I'm at Manger47. You can follow the FF Sackos on Twitter. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube page, even though we're not really posting anything on there because nobody watches it this time of year anyway. But when we start doing all of our preseason stuff next year, we'll, it'll all be back. Um, anything else to cover? I think that's it. No, the Chiefs won this godforsaken, or not the Chiefs, the Chargers won this godforsaken game. It's over. That's it. And so Thank is, you. And so, so is this podcast. Bazinga. Digis. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.